Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the AI Comic Pod. We are here to, as usual, produce something quite spontaneous. This is a podcast about the evolution of Spider-Man. And we're talking about the evolution of Spider-Man a little bit in games, um, but more in terms of film. Um, Not really in comics, because the comic level of Spider-Man has been going since the 40s, 50s, maybe earlier, something crazy. And it's just, it's very hard to, to know where to, to go without, without one of the key experts, which would be, uh, probably Joey. Um, just 19, means 1962. Okay. So 60s. Yeah. But there's obviously been a lot of incarnations, a lot of changes, lots of developments. And then there's also been a lot of animation TVs and, and, and various things over the years. Um, Spider-Man is the kind of household character of, of comic bookness, uh, along with Batman. And it's it's been something we've kind of discussed, but not... You know, we we talked about Homecoming, obviously, and we've talked about Spider-Man in recent years. We've never gone back to look at any of the old films, um, especially Spider-Man 3. And I did. I, I went back and watched them all ooh. before Homecoming came out. And okay. I even managed to sit right the way through um, Spider-Man 3. Even that dance. Even the dance. Uh, even the it's... dance. I'm not, even the dance. I sat through it. I'm not saying I enjoyed it, and I'm not saying it didn't make me violently, physically sick, but I still watched it all. And You know, you you, you have watched Green Lantern. You did also revisit Daredevil, the, the film adaptation. Yeah. So you, you have a tendency to, uh, you know, penchants to, to watch such shitness, I'd say at times. Just I've got a you're... very, very high tolerance for shit comic films. Which yeah, Because really, I've got really a really do. low tolerance for shit films in general. Yeah, it, it's, it's some, I'd say shit comic book TV adaptations as well, because you're quite generous. You know, you keep with things, even though everyone else doesn't. Well, I've watched the whole of season two of Legion, and I haven't enjoyed a single episode of it. See, that's quite impressive. I haven't watched the series uh, yet because I was kind of—I wouldn't I got bother. A bit, 
put it this way, yeah. Joey gave up on it, and Joey's the one that got me into it because Leak well, exactly. such a good character. Don't bother. I will not be watching season three. It's been no, which, which for you, I mean, look, you've stuck with Arrow for all these years. And let's be honest, it's really gone off the boil. I and still like the, it. Even the Flash. Mouth. See, I knew you'd do this. Even the Flash, series four. Flash is lovely. Grant it. Gustin's a handsome devil and I love them all. I couldn't, after the, after the, um, the cabaret episode, I, I really struggled. I'll be honest. I'll, you know, just point out that. Um, there is a couple of things. Did you ever watch, and I know we're just randomly off subject and we always do this. Did you ever watch the, um, Runaways? No, I didn't. I didn't bother with Runaways or. I might watch that. There's a the new thing one. on Amazon Prime called Cloak and Dagger, which I've, I've watched new. the, I've watched the first two episodes of that. They did, um, a double. Are good? It's really good, but what they've done is they've flipped it on its head. They've changed the the origin to make it a bit more TV. Accessible. And what they've done is, do you remember Agent Carter? Yes. Do you remember the the dark hole, uh, the dark force that they brought in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, they get their powers from that. Okay. So that makes it, it more... they've changed the origin to link it into sort of existing Marvel TV, and they've that changed cool. it around the order of them. So they've made the white girl the one that's not very well off, and the black kid the one that lives with the nice suburban yeah. family. But the one thing it, I've been watching lately is the hundred, really, because you got me into that. Which yeah, it's it, for anyone who doesn't know about it. I don't know where what network is it. Is it a CW it's show? CW, it's yeah, it's a CW original. It feels like a CW show. Let's be honest, it's got but that it, kind of it's teeny. It's got that teeny kind of teeny pop kind of vibe to it. It's it's. There was a really. Good, I, I, I said really to you, it's like a very nineties. It's like a nineties. It's like Dawson's of, Creek in the jungle. Yeah, there was a there was a thing. It might be an Australian called the Tribe back in the day that I watched when I was a kid, and that was kind of post-apocalyptic where the younger kind of generation took over. To and me, it feels it, a bit it like, that. like it's my it's basically Lord of the Flies with millennials, but they've yeah, obviously it's, got it's, no avocado and no Instagram. No, I think they'll find avocado at one stage or another. The what there was a moment I've been watching where the the key character turned her head hair red. For an episode, um, and it was like going through a punk, you know, by curious phase, which was quite intriguing. Um, when you said about CW shows, there was a brilliant line in Supergirl, I think it was season one, where Cat Grant made some kind of a comment. It was along the lines of the three of you standing there is like a, the inoffensive lineup of a, of a CW show. Because <laughs> at the time, Supergirl wasn't on the CW. No, it wasn't. They no. brought it into the fold. Anyway. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's a little bit of what we've been watching, and we're a little bit in between films, aren't we? Because we've had we we've reviewed uh, Deadpool two, and I haven't yet to see Solo. You're not going to see it, I don't think. You have to see the the, I'm the, one Jurassic the big dinosaurs. World, yeah, uh, Fallen Kingdom tomorrow. Um, I'm not bothering with Solo because to no, me, it doesn't feel like a Star Wars film at all. No. Infinity War, we must say, is still rumbling on uh, past the $2 billion mark worldwide, which is really cool. It should catch The Force Awakens and, and come into third place. It's only I think, a few hundred grand. It might only be a hundred it's, it's grand. It's quite astonishing, though, mate, how how much Avatar and Titanic did in retrospect. I can't because believe I, Avatar did 2.7 and it's just the fucking Smurfs. It's the Smurfs on a, in Wakanda, essentially. Um, it's, yeah, 
it's it's bizarre when you look at it from that perspective. I think it's who goes to see films because Avatar was one that basically got the whole audience scale. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone and their mum and dad and everyone went to see it. Whereas I think Infinity War maybe has a slightly lesser reach, but still, I mean, it's a seriously impressive thing because it, it's actually 66 million behind Force Awakens. Yeah, that'll happen. And I, and I think the other thing to mention is that it, you know it's 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 obviously a huge franchise. It's been going for years and years, but it might just do it again next year. You know, I think everyone will will roll out to see Infinity War or Avengers Four. Well, you, you'd um, think everyone that's seen the first has got to see the second. Well, yeah, exactly. They, exactly. they make no secret of it being a two. While we're on grossing films, if you adjust films for inflation as of 2016, have a guess at what the top grossing film would be. As of 2016? Yeah, if you adjusted what? all film income. Wouldn't it it'd still be Avatar? No. no, Gone with the Wind. Uh, I was going to say, it, would, would, so it would might be 3.6 like billion. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you adjust Avatar, it would be 3.1. Wow, there you go. Gone with um, the crazy. But then the rest yeah. of Avatar, Titanic, then the original Star Wars would be in fourth. Then the sound yeah. of music. Then yeah, E.T. Stuff like that. E.T. is huge. It Doctor was huge. Chivago. Then Jaws would actually be in ninth with Force Awakens at ten. I think the the people... Like, it, yeah, Jaws, Jaws <laughs> was just huge, man. The thing is, like films of that era used to run and run and run. So they're probably... It's like The Greatest Showman. It's probably on the cin- at the cinema for a year, it feels yeah. like, these films. Because they just get this audience. And, I mean, something like The Greatest Showman. And I, I'm kind of proud of Hugh Jackman because he's doing what he wants to do. You know, he, 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 he's earned the right for me to do those kind of films if that's his choice do you know what I mean because he loves all that jazz so it's kind of fair enough and stuff like that just rolls and rolls and rolls and then they do the whole you know outdoor cinema stuff and then they do the whole sing-along cinema stuff it's like this, these films never end do you know what I mean so you've got to give them a bit of credit for that it's it's quite astonishing um, and yeah films used to do that and I think Infinity War and Black Panther have had kind of incredible runs in terms of length of time at the box office. I mean, not since Avatar, maybe Force Awakens. I mean, Return of the, you know, the Last Jedi didn't last that long for me at the cinema. It, it died out a lot quicker than expected. I mean, it didn't do badly, don't get me wrong, but it didn't stick around, you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's pretty, pretty epic feat. So, and talking of films that did pretty well, let's be honest, is, is the original Spider-Man trilogy. Um, the figures for those, especially Spider-Man 3, I think, and maybe 2, were pretty pretty astonishing at the time. They were when you think that they, they're some of the films like the, the original X-Men films, which don't really yeah. get the credit that they deserve because they, they really kick-started the, the mainstream. Like, I think you'd say Spider-Man 1 was the kind of catalyst for maybe where we are now in terms of those films, like X Men as, as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if it, if it wasn't for those films, if it wasn't for Sam Raimi, you know the the MCU in the way we know it, with the the formula it's got, might not have existed, or it might not have come around when it did, because they showed people that you can really make high budget CGI heavy, you know, action filled but really impactful and emotive superhero films. And a yeah. lot of people probably never would have imagined that. I mean, Spider-Man, like a lot of characters, can be perceived as being quite slapstick. 
because yeah. of like some of the cartoons and the way he's being perceived as a as a bit of a joker and because he's only a kid or a, a very young adult, whatever. But <laughs> Toby Maguire. <laughs> but it, it made eight eight hundred and twenty one million worldwide, and that's in two thousand and two. So if you if you update that now, I mean that that's got to be that's got to be I don't know what one and a half billion. Yeah, yeah maybe that, that's yeah. got to be sort of. Not quite in no, Infinity War, but well, Civil according War, to IMDb, the first one only did four hundred million worldwide. Really? I've, I'm looking yeah. at the thing now, and it says eight hundred and twenty-seven, eight hundred and twenty-one point okay. seven million worldwide. It was okay. the third highest-grossing film of two thousand and two. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, um, uh, maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing because um, it's got Spider-Man Two is seven hundred eighty-three, oh, and Spider-Man million. Two was a brilliant film. And then Spider-Man 3 dropped off a little bit. But Spider-Man 2, I, I mean, is, is, is the pinnacle of his original trilogy because without a shot, it's got the best without, villain yeah, uh, by what, a comfortable uh, mile. Um, what's his first name? Thingy Molina. Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. I was thinking yeah. Albert. Who plays Doc Ock. And, and he did every, a really good I, job I, I with just Doc think Ock. everyone in that, to be honest. I, I, you know, J.K. Simmons. Uh, J.K. Simmons is brilliant. He's yeah, absolutely he is brilliant. brilliant. He's um, he's just one of those archetypal pieces of casting. He's not on screen as much as he could have been, but when he's he just is, perfect he's casting. hilarious because he just captures J. Jonah Jameson for what he is—an absolute dick. You yeah, know, exactly. You know, Spider-Man could carry someone out of a burning building, and his instant thought is, "Well, he must have started the fire." And he's just—and that's what he's always been like in the comics, which is actually really funny because in the recent Spider-Man comics. Peter's actually revealed his identity to him, and he's now yeah. full of remorse. He can't believe that he spent years trying to tear this guy down, and at the heart of it, he was a kid. And he, it, it's so funny. He, he's really, <laughs> really remorseful. He's like, I spent, what is it, about eight years trying to ruin you, and you were just a child. And yeah, yeah after like 50 years of being on his case, he's now actually an ally. I think another one to mention in those films as well, and people often look at the main characters, they don't always look at everyone else, but uh, Rosemary Harris, British actress who played Aunt May, um, May Parker, I thought she was a bit like, you know, when we talk about, um, we talked about the original Batman Butler, original Alfred in in those films. I can't remember who the actor was. I no Um, idea. No, but do you remember we talked about, and we're just saying that, they're kind of really pivotal when you think back about it. I can't see, if you mention Aunt May, I can't see anyone else but her. Do you know what I mean? And, and she is yeah. a pivotal character for me. Like she is, you know, you need, there's always a senior figure in these films and, and it's just natural to have that. And I think we said a little bit with Homecoming that maybe that's the one thing they didn't quite get right for me is, is the Aunt May, young Aunt May kind of a, approach to things. I just don't think she's, that believable in a lot of senses, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm not I complaining was, about that for obvious reasons. Yeah, I thought you might say that, but um, I am not alone in thinking that. There's a lot of people no, who no, appreciate no. May. I'm just Hot looking May, through the um, including um, including Tony Stark himself, you know. So yeah, um, Tony Stank's a dog, though. I'm just looking through. Oh, it was the Michael Goff. Grosses. It was Michael Goff who was legendary Alfred back in the day. How much um, did Spider-Man Three had made? Well, it's on on mine according to IMDb. It was like five hundred and sixty or something. I must have gone past it, but one and two made something yeah. eight hundred and twenty, 
uh, for the first yeah. one, and then the second one was something like seven hundred odd. So you're talking, you know, one and a half billion in early two thousands money. So yeah, I know. the, the yeah, whole franchise I mean, itself huge, probably man. made about. And it's not billion. just, it's not just the fact that they're huge, obviously, yeah, and obviously that's a factor, but it's the it's the merchandise element of it it's bringing superheroes back into the fore do you know what i mean because before that it was probably star wars toys in the in the 80s kind of element and then rebooting star wars wherever possible and yeah. i don't know i don't know what else you know there wasn't the commercialization of stuff you know there was obviously toys and animated films and stuff but Nothing of the scale of that. And I think when Spider-Man came back into it, you know, what do we realistically, and you're, you're very anti-Tobey Maguire, aren't you? I think. I'm, yeah, I really, really, <laughs> really, I, I can't he, even think so of another old, way of like, man. He's so old. That's one of the reasons I don't like him. He's like when you see people like, um, uh, what's his face? The guy that plays Jim Gordon um, in Gotham. Oh, God. then, the, um, the OC guy. Yeah, um, the OC guy. He's playing like a 17-year-old. And at the time, I'm sure he was about 28. And you're looking at it going, really? You're in high school? He's got a ridiculously okay. deep voice as well. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't It looks like he was fit. born 40. It's like he probably came out <laughs> smoking with a brandy in one hand in like, you know, the New York Times. Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't quite fit. I agree. And Spider-Man Can't... 3 made 890. Jesus. So, for the three of those films, by 2007, they'd made about two and a half billion. So, in yes. current money, you're probably talking about six or seven billion. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the sort of money that Don't the MCU has made. Normal economics, but they definitely made a decent chunk of money, you know? Well, I don't think it's... inflation's gone up three times, mate, in that time. But, you know, I don't know. Um, it feels like it has. Um, going to the cinema now, if you go to a normal IMAX, it's seventeen quid or something horrific. It wasn't. It wasn't seventeen quid back in in two thousand two. Well, you think how, how much the MCU's made off Infinity War, Black Panther, and Ragnarok? That was something like now. That's probably what, three and billion? a half, four billion, yeah. something four along billion, those yeah. lines. So, I mean. It, it's got to have made the similar amount, exactly. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? It's, it's got to have made a similar amount to that. And, I think and the, the thing the big is... The problem is, the way... I think the reason why they're sort of forgotten is because it just ended so abruptly because you had yeah, one, and then two years later you had two, and then two or three years later you had three, and then everything just ground to a halt and stopped. And it just completely went it's, cold, and then all the rumours yeah. started coming out about what Sam Raimi had planned for four, where supposedly he was building up to something along the lines of the Sinister Six, he was. Well, yeah, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit Nolan esque, isn't it, with the Batman trilogy, where it it was it was three films and then it it ended and 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 kind of they dropped the ball with it because you know the momentum and the money being made was there to 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 kick on and produce more and then. For for a good period outside of maybe X Men, until until obviously Iron Man came along, there was not much in in the in the way of superhero stuff. People weren't. It, it did kickstart. It gave the opportunity for Iron Man to exist, didn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I guess well, Iron Man came out in two thousand eight, which was a year after Spider Man three, so it was obviously in the works and. You know, you look at it, but I just don't think that would have happened. And it, then... it was probably the momentum that they saw from one and two 
made yeah. the various parties realise, oh, look, this oh, is something it definitely that we would have been, do. It definitely would have been two, because I still think your figures are out on one. I, two made loads of money. Two was one of the highest checked, grossing eight, films. 821 it made. That's what it says on IMDb, and that's yeah. not adjusted. That's its actual... You, what you were looking at was the domestic. It made oh, okay. 400-odd four, million domestic. Yeah, that's what I looked worldwide. at. Yeah. Wow, okay. So, you know, those kind of figures are, are pretty astonishing. Not, not really, to be yeah. sniffed at. And when you... Th- I was thinking no, they're about huge, before. man. Think now, all all of the incarnations of, of Spider-Man in the last 20 years. Yeah. had three Maguire films, two Garfield, one Holland, but then he's appeared in two others. Yes, so he has. We've now had eight appearances of Spider-Man. That's like Batman levels. That's Superman levels. There's no well, eight, else, really. eight appearances in 20, yeah, 25, 26 years. That, isn't that's it? crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh no, no, sorry, not in 25 years, in 15, 16 years. So yeah, yeah that's that's insane. So it's basically an appearance every two years, but yeah. basically. So um, and what what does that sound like? That's the kind of numbers that the MCU goes for. It's to keep people in there, to keep it in your mind. So that yeah, you don't forget about even even if it's not necessarily positively, and I, I and I'm gonna, you know, I, I think you're right with with Maguire. I think there's times when it worked, and and I kind of liked him his and Kirsten Dunst's relationship. Don't what I liked, bring up her. Oh, you really you know like my it, thoughts on Kirsten Dunst. Uh, there's so many you don't like, though. I can't talk about Portman. I can't talk about Dunst. Well, it's not my fault that they're incredibly wooden and talentless. You see this cut? You see this table? You obviously can't see it, but this table—that's got about as much personality as Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> and I also scared Wilson, who just shit himself because he was asleep next to me. Sorry, but oh, that's mean. But no, okay. she, I must admit, as much as I don't like her, there were moments when she wasn't singing. Uh, yeah, but I, she, I would say, bad. again, the other characters in it, you've got Will, Willem Dafoe is a, is a really good villain. He's a green goblin. Yeah, because he's such a sadistic fucker. He, he's such a great actor. Um, if anyone and then in Franco the real world, was great in those films as well, man. I if really like in the Franco real world himself. was going to be the green goblin, it probably actually would be Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he really looks he's, like he's deranged. Yeah, yeah. I've just seen that Joe Mangal, Manganello, Manganello was just Flash taken, Thompson. Um, yeah, he should have taken Sofia Vergara's name because it'd be so much easier. God, it would. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah Franco he, as well, man. Franco was great, and and I really liked Franco in those films. He was sake. probably. Do you know what Michelle's just done? She sat in the living room. She's just texted me a picture of Kirsten Dunst crying. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> um, nice. Um, and I, I just, I think they kind of got a lot right in those films. I think the third one, oh my God, Sucked it just went so balls. wrong. It just went so, so badly wrong that it was quite forgettable. And I think everyone felt like they needed a break from Spider-Man. And then... Have you, did you, have you seen some of the things they planned for four? They had, no. <laughs> right, they had John Malkovich was in negotiations to play Vulture. That he'd be a good, brilliant. he'd be a good Vulture man. And that made had, sense. They had Anne Hathaway in negotiations to play Black Cat. Yeah, that's, which, which that's obviously thought, logical. Yeah, which would have made a lot of sense. Um, and then that was confirmed by Sam Raimi in 2013 that that she was going to be Black Cat if it had ever been made. But Sony pulled the plug on the whole project because. Sam Raimi withdrew from doing Spider-Man films and presumably they didn't want to take, as we've seen with other things, cough Superman films, 
they didn't want to take someone else's script that was half-baked, give it to another director and say, right, do whatever you can with that. And, and by then, you know, he, he pulled out in 2010. So by then the MCU had started and maybe Sony sort of realized, well, we've lost a little bit of momentum and it's going to be really difficult for us to compete because by this point, 2010, Iron Man's been released and Iron Man raised the bar so high. Yes, it is. And and maybe they just thought, you know what? I don't think we're quite at that level yet. We need to just take a few years out. I mean, Sony are notorious for not always making great decisions. I think that's the politest way of putting it. I mean, a lot of people have high criticism of Sony over the years for what they've done with certain franchises and particularly, you know, Spider-Man and, and what they've kind of messed about with rights and holding on to stuff. And, and, and I think, you know, we will come to it, but obviously they've come to an agreement with, with Disney and, and it's, it's all for the better because it benefits everyone. And it's one of um, the most sensible things that they've done in a long, long time. Just, well, yeah, it, I mean, it, especially it when you look at as well to, to accept somebody else can do your thing better than you can. But as we've said at the time when we first talked about the agreement, let's not kid ourselves. They've looked at it and gone, right, well, Marvel basically print their own money. They want to use our characters and and they want to print some money for us. Okay, it's not like they've done it for artistic reasons or because they believe in the vision. They've done it because they get money for nothing, for literally nothing. So why not? No, but Homecoming is... Homecoming is a Sony produced film, mate. So it isn't, it isn't a Disney film. No, I know, but it's done in conjunction with them and they will, def- Marvel, Disney will definitely be pulling the reins, won't they? They've brought in Kevin Feige to oversee the whole thing. They're, they've obviously overseen it, but it, it, it's still a Sony produced film. So I, I it's Sony's budget. It's Sony's, you know, choice of production and director and stuff. So obviously there will be conversations had, but I, I think it's, it's, it's a hugely positive influence that that Feige and, and, and Disney have had over Sony for producing that film. But it, it, in fairness, Sony have stepped up on that, and I think we've got to hope that what's coming next from them will do the same because the, the what's coming next is not connected with MCU. Do you know what I mean? It's not in the in the uh, MCU as such. So we're going to have to see what comes, and we'll talk about those shortly. But I mean, we had a couple of films in between. Um, and I'm, which... one of the, I'm one of the minority who actually really liked them. I thought they... Don't they tell me out. the second one's good. It's not. No, it's the, a the, terrible the film. The second one's not good. I really like the first one. I like the first one. I, 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 look, I really like Emma Stone. Spider-Man does Emma Stone. That, that's one of the major reasons. Because those two were a real couple. Their chemistry yeah. on screen was incredible, and Emma Stone. And Garfield, Garfield better. is baby-faced enough to pull off the character, and in he's fairness goofy to enough to be a convincing Peter Parker. I always said Garfield was the better Parker, but they used too much CGI on his Spider-Man. He looked way too heavy he, on the he, CG. He, like he yeah. had no bones, he used to bend in half. So the combination of the two, you know, you'd have Maguire's Spider-Man, and then you'd have Garfield's. Uh, yeah, Parker, I think you're right. I think the action on the original Spider-Man was what kind of stood it apart a little bit. I think there's obviously issues around 
Toby Maguire's portrayal of Peter Parker, but I think as a as a Spider Man, they nailed that side of it. Yeah, Do you know absolutely. what I mean? They really nailed that side of it. Um, and I think that was the issue with this film is actually it's, it's in reverse. It's it's he's an effective Peter Parker. He's a likable Peter Parker, but he's a shit Spider Man because it's it's just they had the wrong team in. You know, when we look back to Iron Man One, like you said. It's it's the production team were right. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah. the CG was really effective, and I think you've seen with John Favreau that Christ, that guy knows how to produce CV, uh, you know uh, CGI films. He, he's great with CG. You look at the Jungle Book remake they've done, and and anything of his, any moments, even in the like lesser films, he's still got great CG input into them. But I, I, that is so crucial in these films, and it's it it wasn't right. You know, it it really didn't hit as an action film it, it's it missed those kind of boundaries you know um, especially the sequel hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Terrible, yeah, the, terrible the, villain. It, I was confused about it when they first announced that Jamie Foxx was going to play him. And I like Jamie Foxx, but I couldn't see in my head how they were going to make him into a Latro. And yeah, it, it wasn't much better when they actually did it. The, the the best thing about that, about the second film, was the the conflict that Peter had because he'd made the promise to Gwen's yeah. dad that he wouldn't get her involved in the whole thing. That, that side of it was very interesting. And I like the fact that they killed her off at the end in the true comic book style with the the neck snap and it's technically his fault and that a lot of people don't realise that that was almost panel for panel taken from a, a very famous comic from probably, no they 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 were brave in it don't get me wrong they they were brave in it but they they weren't about it that second film is is a car crash for me it it, it just they had, it had many moments. things going on. Like they, they didn't need to bring in the baby goblin right at the end for literally no, ten they, minutes. They really didn't. And, and, and the cybernetic I mean, suit and the one thing that I, I'm annoyed I like, about that they didn't like get Dane to pay off. He's, Dane DeHaan's quite an interesting, quirky actor. Do you not think he looks like an underdeformed fetus? 
he's he's certainly interesting. He's an interesting looking. I was yeah, that'd be a bit mean to say what I was going to say. He's an interesting looking gentleman. I was going to see you bombing, but that seems a bit weird. (laughs) Not like offensive or anything, but the 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 best scene actually, tell a light in that whole thing was when they go downstairs in Oscorp and they've got all the mechanical suits and you can see yeah. they've got the Doc Ock suits and the vulture wings. Yeah, they, they hinted at so much cool stuff, you know. They they really did. It's, it's... They made no secret. Amazing Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah, they never made the secret. And then, it's... oh, Jesus, Paul Giamatti as, um, as Rhino oh. in that awful cybernetic oh. suit where he's literally uh, like I a transformer really like, with a... Right, Paul Giamatti's a really good actor, right? He, he's He's a very different actor and he's very unique in his style he does not suit action films in any way shape or form certainly and not as if they've gone to him and gone right think of the most stereotypical russian <sighs> actor you can think of oh there you go that'll do and oh i just i just they just oh my god and he must it, have been it's... in his 40s because he's 50 uh, or at least well yeah he's in his 40s so when, when was that made uh he's only made a few years ago man he's late 40s Right, that was, fuck off, 2014, he was yeah. 47 years old. <laughs> Good God. I hope he fired his agent, because Rhino, Rhino's a brilliant agent. villain. But he, the guy Jesus. the guy is a great villain. He's Billions is a really commercial success story on TV, and people love that film, uh, love that TV series, and he's done some really good film, like Sideways and various, and he's, he's, a, he's a unique actor. He just... He's also done a very terrible Christmas film where he plays Father Christmas. I can't remember who else is in it. Uh, tall actor, quite annoying, always hangs out with Owen Wilson. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Um, he, uh, yeah, that's terrible too. And I think that was around the same era. So I think, I hope he's fired his agent because I think he was doing stuff for a quick payday. Um, this being one of those things. And, and you're right, this film, and, and pair of films are quite forgettable. And the first one has some redeeming features, but the as, first as one a, is before before we entered the Holland. Uh, well, Reese first... Evans as well. We had as 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 the lizard, didn't we? The, yeah, um, yeah. The, I don't the, think the CG on that was very good. Uh, Amazing Spider Man was my second favorite Spider Man film after wow. uh, Spider Man Two. I really, I think really Spider Man One's the... better than. Uh, for, for me, it's all about Doc Ock. He did the perfect blending of making him oh, no, Spider-Man clo- 2 close the enough best, to be but, yeah, close until... enough to be. I still rate Spider-Man 2 maybe above Homecoming, you know. I, I, Spider-Man 2, uh, Doc Ock was just so good, man. I, just so, so good. Um, Homecoming is obviously a very different style of film and a much younger. It's a CW show put on to, to screen almost uh, with, mm. with a lot, lot better direction and humour. But um, it's it's cool, but it's yeah. Spider Man Two is 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 absolutely epic. Um, so we, we'll move on because there's quite a lot to talk about with our current incarnation, and we we've we've waxed quite lyrical about Tom Holland. Um, we and love we'll the actor. Himself. Yeah, we love the actor. We love that he's he's put so much into it, and and you could see from the promotional stuff he's done how much he wanted the you know wanted the part he, he was desperate for it um i love his story about him and the punisher i can never remember his actor's name john bernthal yeah um they went through lines and did a promotional thing they had to send 
and uh, yeah it's cool that they're kind of connected and not do you know what i mean in the mcu in one way or another which is kind of cool um because yeah he supported i, I just love the way in his in his um in his audition they said yeah. something like oh well in this scene spider-man was gonna gonna do a flip in and he goes well do you want me to do a flip and they went what and he went, yeah, yeah exactly. I'll do a flip if you want. So he runs off stage, comes in and does like this flip, lands and then starts reading lands. And the, and the people are w- were looking at each other going, did, yeah. did, did he just flip? Because <laughs> he's trained, he's a trained dancer and gymnast. Well, and he, he was, was he, he was Billy Elliot, I believe, on stage. Yeah, right? he did I, Billy that Elliot came for a while. recently. So he's obviously very gymnastically ballet kind of trained to, to do such a part. Um, but he, he, he wasn't always good at gymnastics. I mean, he, even during those theatrical stuff, he, he trained insanely hard before Spider-Man he even got the part, like you said. And, and now, you know, there's footage of him in the child's hospital and he's doing backflips. Oh, and stuff. yeah. Like, oh my God. That, and that, even, I mean, one of my favorite parts about homecoming is when the guy says, Hey, you're, you're Spider-Man and you do a backflip. Do a flip. backflip. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like... that spider guy off YouTube. Yeah, exactly. I, I I loved that part because it was those kind of parts in Homecoming. And that's that just him. Real hard, the the stuff know? when he goes yeah. into the hospital because a lot of them do that. I mean, we know Chris Pratt. No, no, no. We've seen a great it. moment with um with with Tony Stark with uh, Robert Downey when he goes into hospital and presents oh, with the with arm. A bionic arm and yeah, it's all and it's that. red and gold. That is insane. But when when Tom Holland does these, I think it it, it feels a lot more because he's so young. He is and, young, and, he and goes people in, relate to him. He goes in, and they ask him how old he is because the, they're all got a crush on him. There was one, him, one, one where the the, um, the kid's mum says, "How old are you?" And he's like, "I'm eighteen or yeah, I'm, I'm or eighteen. Something. And she goes, "He's he's only like eight years older than you." And you can see yeah. these kids' eyes light up, and like you say, he's doing flips, and he takes off the mask, and he, he there was one he's showing someone how he uses the web shooters, and he's like, "Well, if I go like this, the web, oh, he can't do it now. I've run out of fluid," and. Adl- oh, we just he's awesome. And it, it still yeah. bog- boggles my head that he is Dom Holland's son. Yeah, Dom I can't Holland. quite get around that because Dom Holland is he's another he's a very funny guy. Gentleman. He's a really funny guy. He he always is the type of guy that would be on the right stuff on Channel Five. That's a very British thing if you don't know what it is, if you've got no job. Uh or a student for a while, it's this crap newspaper reading kind of debate show on a on a on a on a on a every morning and he started and in stand up kind he? of guy he's a stand up but yeah don't he is a stand up kind of he reminds me of the guy who wrote yes man he's on radio x now um danny someone or other uh wallace danny wallace it's that yeah, kind yeah. of you know he did a voice in assassin's creed by the way danny wallace i remember and it's a likeness that. as well yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I love but it, it's that kind of, you know, the kind of entertainment personality, kind of low level, you know, um, like Dom Jolly without the comedy. Um, although it's not that funny either. And and there's those kind of people. I've just mentioned three people that nobody outside of a small part of the UK would know. Yeah. Uh, so for international audiences, you have no fucking clue what we're talking about. Um, but you're really short. Well, not so much. Um, but yeah, his his dad's not the most attractive. He he's got that kind of under a bridge goblin kind persona. Huge <laughs> um, for her. Yeah, that too. And obviously, his son is 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 an attractive kid. He's very popular with a. Okay, mystery solved. Tom Holland's mom is fit. 
Yeah, I wondered. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and he's got like a, he's got like a younger brother Tom Holland because he, he, you know, and his his brother must be like, oh my god, my brother's amazing. Kind of my thing, brother's fucking Spider Man. He, he's living the fucking dream, man. He's Spider Man, and he's hanging out with all these people. And I mean, the scenes in Infinity War, you know, when he's standing on Titan and he's looking at Chris Pratt and looking at Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. That feels to me like his real face. Do you know what I mean? When it, he's on set, was. he must be going, oh my God. From, from what Oh I'm, my God. Keep was, it together. Parts Keep of, it together. We know there was parts of the film that were improv. Like, of course, the infamous Why is Gamora? That was improv by Dave Bautista. The, um, that scene, that reaction, I believe, is just his face. He was stood there while those two are riffing on each other, you know, and he's like, that's a really good plan, apart from it's, it's crap. And apparently he just smirked and they just left at him because he thought, well, he would. He's like 16 <laughs> yeah, years old. He's with a half alien, half God. He's with Tony Stark, his hero, the Iron Man. And they're arguing about who's got the bigger plan, Dick. Of course he'd be smirking going, what's going on? I don't understand. Yeah, he would be. He would be. It's, 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 it's obviously, you know, it feels like what his reaction would be. Um, well, I put some polls out before. He plays, he plays that so well. Um, yeah, go on, hit, hit with the polls. I, I, I did some polls before. They still run until tomorrow, but I think they'll finish how they are now. So I asked people for their first, second, and third favourite of the, the three <clears throat> Spider-Man. Tom Holland is currently crushing the favourite, 84% of the votes. The second one is actually quite close. Tobey Maguire's got 38. Garfield and Holland have both got 31. Okay. And then it's a bit more clean cut for the, the least favourite, where Andrew Garfield's got 52, Toby yeah. Maguire's got 40, and Tom Holland has got eight, which, based on the number of votes, is only maybe two people. So whoever those people are, you should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> you, you're, you're terrible people, and you probably yeah. died. There's obviously some recency kind of... Uh, not biased necessarily on the well, whole it like that, but you know, it, it's yeah, a, be, it's a psychological a theory of, of primacy and recency. We tend to have more fond memories and better recollections of the first things that we saw and the most yeah, recent ones. Yeah, but I can't put out my head Spider-Man Three. I can't get out of that that dance in Spider-Man Three. Is emo not leaving fucking my... Peter. With yeah, because of course you go through a change. What do you do? You comb your fringe a little bit differently. You put on guyliner <laughs> and you strut down the streets. And of course, it's... women see that and go, "Oh my God, you're so fit!" Rather than you twat. What you <laughs> you know, they would think, "Who is this dickhead?" Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't. Yes, you wouldn't. They're swim. the kind of people That's that you cross the road to get away from, and then you go over yeah. and tell people, "Oh my God, you should have seen this weirdo." Yeah, I mean, I we, that weirdo. when we were introduced to Tom Holland in Civil War, I think we we knew what we were going to get a little bit. You know, it, it, like, honestly, he's, he's just a human puppy. Yeah, it, it's just such a likable presence and, and this kind of innocence. And, and they've done that throughout with Homecoming as well. And, and I love the start of Homecoming when they, they go back to Civil War. The and it's, it's, it's him, you know, handicamming the whole thing at the beginning. And I just think it's so, so good. Um, because it's, again, it's, it's what you feel he would do. Do you know what I mean? It's what you think Peter Parker would do. Yeah. Where he got to meet people and, it just feels so effective, and Tom Holland just displays it so well. And I think what surprised all of us uh, a little bit, maybe in this this recent film, is is he's got emotional range. You know, I mean, 
the this is a spoiler alert for anyone who's not seen Infinity War. Uh, I mean, shame on you. Go and watch it and make Again, those dead inside. Millions horrible people. Up. Yeah. Um, but he he obviously turns to dust in the arms of his his father figure, who is oh. is now Tony Stark, his Iron Man. And it's improvised. The the whole hanging on scene, whereas all the other ones just disappear. Yeah. It's, he he hangs on in that suit for those extra seconds. Um, and and we said when we did our review that the bit that really makes that punch you right in the feelings is yeah. because he's got his spider sense. He feels know. he knows that he something big's about to happen. Everyone else just goes, "Huh, I'm turning to dust." He feels it in his in his whole body. Yeah. So yeah, it's he, it's a tough, and he apologizes to Iron Man, and that's just, I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ! And he looks like he's about to, but his bottom lip's going, isn't it? And you see, uh, you know, it, it looks like Downey Jr. about to, to cry a yeah, well. Yeah, it's it honestly, and it, it has become this father and son relationship, and obviously the MCU is clearly built on parental issues. Um, oh God, it's with, with Star Lord and Gamora and everyone else, um, and it's important. And and you know, you you see that relationship. I mean, we talked about what helped with Homecoming, having that kind of experienced presence in Happy and in obviously Tony, and it, and it really does make a difference. I'm intrigued to where they go next with home, Homecoming 2 um, because it is due for release, is it next year? Or it's starting to film, isn't it? They, Certainly. they start um, filming next month, apparently. So it will be released next year. If, if they, I know they're not announcing everything, but we know it's coming. Um, and it is intriguing what direction they're going to go. And we've got other films coming from Sony in this in this guise. So we, we've got more from Sony to come. So we've got Venom, which... We both really like the look of. I, I mean, we I haven't talked really... the trailer on any pod yet. Um, but we, we people... will be close to the time because it's only Yeah, out yeah, yeah. In, like, we will November. certainly do a preview. Uh, we'll certainly do a preview on that one, actually. But I think it looks like a really cool 90s action film and, and people seem to not like that. I think that looks cool. <laughs> I like yeah, the man. whole motorbike stuff. It's, it's, it's a very 90s and the thing. Effect, but... The effects look brilliant. The major thing is, right, that the graphics in Spider-Man 3 for Venom weren't terrible they they no. weren't that bad the problem was go and find a picture anyone who's not not familiar with venom from the comics go and search eddie brock look at yeah. the size of him and then look at Topher grace i'm slim and Topher grace makes me look like fucking superman he has got no reason to be like that because the whole idea is when venom when the symbiote takes over eddie brock he's this huge like upside down triangle giant shoulders huge barrel yeah and you wait till carnage kicks in it's just complete other level do you know what i mean it's like but hardy's hardy's stacked man i mean you know everyone that's seen warrior he's not just he's rough bane he he always looked like he's just been beaten around the head with a two by four with nails in it even when he's probably just had a shower and that's what Eddie Brock's like. Eddie Brock is the kind of guy that sleeps in his clothes and just eats shit off the floor that he bought two days ago. Because he's just a bit of a bum. I thought you were just going to leave that sentence halfway through. That would have been awful. Well, uh, there was a time in the comics when Venom used to eat brains. So, you know, yeah. shit off the well, floor brains. It's, it's a very it's, thin line, isn't it? It is, it is. But, you know, and, and people are, you know, the cast is really cool. I mean, Riz Ahmed's in there as a kind of... Riz you know, Ahmed should thing. be in all films ever. Yes, I, I agree with that. Him. And we, we talk about Michelle Williams as well and how picky she is. And well, honestly, you've said she several do times, haven't you? If she picks a film, it's, <coughs> it's generally based on regarded script as a fan. Yeah, she's very, very 
particular. And look, it might not be for everyone's taste, and and a lot of people are already judging it from the Sony kind of perspective that they're going to balls it up and stuff. Yeah, maybe they do, but I think they will. I think it looks interesting. Have you seen? You know, have you seen? Everyone goes Venom without Spider-Man. What's the point? But you can't always do the same thing over and over again. You know. Have you seen Woody Harrelson's in it? Yes. And they don't know who he's playing, but he's rumoured to be um, Carnage. Yes. Well, maybe not Carnage in this film. Maybe he's no. played as Cassidy, but towards the end or in a post-credit, he meets the, the Carnage symbiote. It will be interesting. I yeah. can see it... that because Woody Harrelson again. Uh, Woody is one of my favourite actors. He's one of my favourite actors, man. I, 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 we've not had Woody Harrelson in any comic book adaptation, and no. he's just got such a personality that it, it really it belongs in in these kind of major films because he, he's he's done like Mockingjay and all those. He's always and he's in the latest Star Wars. He's in Solo and stuff. So he's he's been knocking around these things, and it, it's it's a good payday for him. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah. Um, I, I just no, think he's, he's a, a really cool guy. The, the one thing I want, them yeah, to do, he's a bit old because because yeah. he's he's fifty six. I mean, Cletus Cassidy is Christ. probably late twenties, early thirties. The whole shtick with him, he's basically he might not, he might not be Carnage. You, you he, don't know. You he don't might know. not be. I'm hoping he's not. But in, in yeah. the comics, he's the closest thing I would equate to the Joker in terms of level of he's a genuine psychopath who does horrible things just because they're there. He will go on a murder spree because it's Tuesday. It would be interesting which way they go with it because this might be quite a mild, not heavy, violent film. But know? it's already they it, Oh, well, there you go then. So I was going to say, if they do a sequel... A, a rated R, they just don't know whether it's going to be a hard R or a soft R. Like I Deadpool, think it was soft. Deadpool is hard R, isn't it? With full-on decapitation and like body parts and you know yeah, putting yeah, fingers yeah. through wounds because one thing tiny, i always tiny, like about tiny carnage, penises and crossing them crossing yeah. small legs yes Hash, uh, at baby leg stew which still might happen i haven't ruled it out yet i don't um, think i don't think it's got the same the same effect no but, you know um, I'd, I'd be a little bit disappointed one day if that happens but, but, um, but with, with venom venom symbiote just like comes around him like a you know like liquid yes. carnage was bonded with Cletus Cassidy's blood. So yeah. to release the symbiote, he had to cut himself. And there's this one panel, I've never forgotten it from the 90s, where he was in he was in a prison van and he's he's gone the fun, full Hannibal Lecter. He's in a straight jacket. He's secured in a, um, uh, like a trolley and they've got one of those iron grates over his mouth. And what he's doing is in the back of the transport, he's grinding his teeth together until he gets one of them sharp enough to a point. And then he just slices his tongue open and then all hell breaks loose because the symbiote comes out. And that's the kind of thing that they can do if it's going to be R-rated because nothing's off limits. And Carnage is a psychopath. He will decapitate someone just because they looked at him. And that's, and with, with Venom now being very much the anti-hero, they, he can do the right thing, but he can kill people. So if he goes to break up a drugs bust, he won't be webbing them to the wall. He'll be impaling them and ripping people in half, and it can be bloody as shit. And that's why he's my favourite anti-hero at the minute. Because it's it's one of the criticisms people have always levelled at Batman, is the number one example. Every Batman knows that he could solve crime in Gotham if he crossed that line. But he's always said it's too easy to cross that line, whereas people like Venom go, line. I'll just, I'll just yeah, stab it's always people. interesting when you get a villain that literally we, doesn't know We did know a pod about line, anti-heroes, you know? didn't we? 
Yeah, we did. We did one a, yeah, a while did. ago, probably in our first year, and and that was one of the fo- and we looked at obviously Venom and Red Hood and Punisher at the time was a a big talking point because I know he's one of your favourites. And again, yeah, same yeah, yeah. thing. Punisher sees a drug cartel and goes, "Well, if I mow them all down, they can't sell any drugs." Oh well, I don't see a problem with this plan. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Drugs are sorted. Let's go back home and have a coffee. It's it's people that. It's crossing that line. I mean, you could say the same about Killmonger in recent films. You know, it's that he he would be generally defined as a as an anti-hero because his methods are a lot pretty of, a lot of people did. A lot of people know. have said that they don't consider him to be the villain of the film. A lot of people have said, if anything, you could say T'Challa was the villain of that film because yeah, but no, because ultimately yeah, but T'Challa's... no, but yeah, but no, but. No, I, I don't. I, we we've had this conversation. I, I I don't think that's the case. But um, you know, it's going to be interesting what happens with Venom and and the, in future because Sony obviously still have a lot pinned I'm on very, this. Very very excited. Yeah, I think it, I think if they get it right, and I hope they do, it, it's going to be good. And and Tom Hardy really rare, very rarely puts a foot wrong. He, he's a really good actor. He's what he's one of my favorite actors. Um, one one thing right. that Sony have been very very careful about at the minute is talking yeah. about how Spider Man Homecoming universe and the the Sony Spider Verse, i.e., where Venom exists, how they overlap because everyone knows the the origin of of Venom. It bonds with Spider Man first, although it's then been retconned and apparently it bonded with Deadpool first. Okay. And that's why the symbiote is such an arsehole because Deadpool completely screwed it up. Wow, which is makes fucking sense. Ace. Um, and that's why Venom has got a Spider-Man look with the the webbing and with the the spider on his chest. They've yeah. got to find a way to explain that. And I think I said on one of our other pods, I think it might be he maybe sees Spider-Man on TV and thinks, "Huh, that's that's interesting." But at some point, the two have got to cross over. They have. It but, then just has a very Holland, complicated. Does Tom Holland go R-rated or does Venom go? 15 PG 12 PG 13 whatever it would be well well One yeah them. it's a little bit like we said with Deadpool if Disney own the rights and then changes the adaptation and the outlook and stuff of things which you know, they've said it's... they've got no plans on doing Deadpool no, no it doesn't matter you know everything is they can market it whichever way they want it doesn't matter they don't have to be the same every time Disney they know that they'll always adapt to make money that's the way they are as an organization so um it will be intriguing which way it goes. I think the other big thing, and probably the main reason I wanted to talk about this, obviously there is a game which will be talked uh, about on the One Up podcast. Um, with, all with all we've been Club. talking about for the last few days, we've got a group with some of the One Up people, and it's obviously E3. And yes. when the Spider-Man footage landed, we all just went like 13 years old very giddy children. I remember the Spider-Man games growing up and, and they were always, there was a couple that were exceptionally good and it's, there was one. it looks pretty outstanding. Did, did you ever play the one where you controlled four different Spider-Men and it, it um, edge edge of something? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Because um, you got to edge of time and you got to play Spider-Man Noir, which yes. was so, so good. It was normal Spider-Man um, Noir 2099, which is another one of the brilliant ones. And then I forget the bloody other one. But that game got panned. I loved it. No, no, no. It was good. No, there's always been it. good Spider-Man games over the years. It, there really has. Um, and the other big thing, and this is the other major thing, if, if not the most exciting thing for me, 
um, is a trailer dropped for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is a Sony animation production. Um, it's Sony's first film to be rated PG-13, which is quite interesting because it means it's going to have an edge to it. Um, which you've got to. Spider-Man's got to have a bit of an edge, but he doesn't yes. have to be too violent, too bloody. He doesn't really swear because he is always a young kid and, you know, he's been brought up by quite a conservative and made yeah. so it, it fits with the mold but he just needs that little bit of grit because he, he's obviously had a bit of a hard life with losing his parents and then the uncle ben stuff and what have you yeah but then going into miles morales people a lot of people might not know is a very very recent character he's only been done in i'm sure it's something like the last 10 years let me quickly check when he first came out 2011 yeah, exactly. And, and so the, the whole shtick is in across the multiverse, um, Miles Morales gets his powers a very similar way to Peter Parker. But in his universe, Peter Parker dies. He gets killed by the, I think it's the ultimate goblin, which is like their version of the Green Goblin. And Miles originally doesn't want to take on the role, but loads of people convince him that he has to do it as like a tribute to, to Spider-Man. So that they're obviously now they're doing the they they're gonna have to look at the whole multiverse theory and they, well, they, they are the Spider Verse in this because the yeah. idea is in every universe there's a different Spider Man and they're, they're it's all go, it's gonna be different. so you you've obviously got Gwen Stacy you've got Spider Man himself and, and Miles Morales as you said and there, there's a lot more to it it's 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 but the the big thing that excites me is. Christ, it looks it looks incredibly cool. The Do you know animation what I mean? It, style is the animation style is is exceptional. It's 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 not stop motion. People slagging it off, saying it doesn't oh, look finished. What? It it looks perfect, it's man. Don't change it at all. It's it, uh, people like everything to be really clean cut. Um, and I haven't done a podcast about it yet, but I'm I'm big on stop motion and. Kubo and the Two Strings, which I think I've recommended you to watch before, is is stop motion by Leica, who who were a film studio that do Coraline um, and a couple of other films in that nature, and 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 then uh, Kubo, which came out a couple of years ago, and that looks incredible. And and when animation looks incredible, it's it blows you away because Pixar's really clean cut and. You've got different studios, maybe just trying different styles. You've got films that cross over into to live action and animation, like Scanner Darkly and, and stuff like that. And then you've got kind of Japanese manga and, and alternative, which is still super cool. Looks really good. This looks like an like an amalgamation of, of several different styles. Well, that, that's what I said. The to you, cityscapes, isn't it? It, it, the cityscapes looks, are incredible in this. It, it looks like a West meets, meets East. Yeah, blend of it's the almost like style. kind of Big Hero Six style as well, yeah. a little bit. I mean, that's obviously a little bit cleaner because it's Pixar, but, but that's still nice. pretty it's high not. praise. If you can do an animated film that looks like Big Hero Six, yeah, because that they they call it San Fran Tokyo or whatever it is. It's San yeah. Francisco meets Tokyo, so it's got that kind of West meets East style, style, and the trams of the city like San Fran, and then the big high skyscrapers and neon of Japan. And, and this film's got that kind of, obviously, New York, you know, version of it, but it looks ace. And when he's, there's a couple of shots that just blew me away. Um, but it's got that kind of old school Batman, you know, the powers and the, the writing that comes out, like a little bit like Scott Pilgrim as well did that. 
but it, it's done it so effectively in the neon and the style it's done it it looks great you know um and it's it shows the spider senses by those little the little uh, lines, little lines, which kind just of indicate like that, that that's he just... realizes Spider-Man and Miles Morales are the same kind of thing. They they've both got spider senses, and... and the way they've done that is a proper hark back to the old, like Stanley Steve Ditko era when it was really well. Ditko's involved looking. as well in the is writing, he? I think. Well, he's mentioned, but I don't know if he's just mentioned because they've taken the story. Um, so the writers of this are. Lord, I think from Lord and Miller, is it? Who's done his conference for the Lego? Oh, Lord, yeah. Lord and Miller are both in it. Yeah. Um, oh, and Ditko, oh, Spider Man's created by Ditko and Stan Lee, so I think maybe they just give him credit because. They um, do, because and they then do. Sarah Pacelli created uh, Miles Morales, so yeah, fair enough. No, um, uh, Brian Michael Brian Bendis. Michael Bendis well. created. Yeah, there's Miles two Morales. of them that are involved, I guess, so they're both on the writing credits. Okay, so Lord is the Brian one Michael Bendis writer. also created. Anyone? Anyone you've seen, Cov? No. Jessica Jones. Ah, okay. I'm pretty sure he did. I think he came up with the... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see Jessica Jones. And that's Um, one of his... They're they're two... Those two are two of the... Because he works for DC now. He's taken over Superman. They're two of the biggest sort of legacies that he's he's left with Marvel. Um, I was wrong when I said before. I thought this was the one that Donald Glover was doing the voice for. It's not. No, he's not. It's, I, it's I would, no, nobody cast that you would maybe know. Um, there is. Except Liv Schreiber. Yeah, have you not seen who's doing Aaron Davis? No. Uh, Mahashala Ali. Ah. And yeah, Liv Schreiber is the kingpin, which is a really good mix. Oh, that's such cool. a booming voice. Yeah. Jake Johnson is Peter Parker. The only thing I know him from is New Girl. Yeah. Which, and the the kid that's doing Miles Morales, his name is Shamik Moore. Apparently he's a rapper. Half Puerto Rican, half Oh, American. he's in Dope. Oh, sorry, no, he's he's half Jamaican. It's Miles Morales, which who's half He's Puerto. the kid from Dope, right. Dope is a, is a good film um, that you would like. It's a kind of really cool film that came out a few years ago. And again, I'm all about cool films when they're done right. Do you know what I mean? So... Um, I yeah, I love films that kind of cross cross genres and that's got a kind of a cool edge to it. Um yeah, this film looks it looks amazing. Um Well it, I've just found a little direct quote. Lord and Miller said, quote, they wanted it to feel like you walked inside a comic book. Yeah, it's got that to it. It's certainly got that to it. Because um, Miles has always been drawn a little one thing I like about the Miles books is they've always been drawn a little bit more cartoony. You know, they, yeah. Because they, 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 they yeah. draw him the way you'd expect a kid to be drawn. You know, he's not like. There's a bit of a, a trend in superhero comics for the men are all hugely buff, barrel chested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, like, and the women. Kits. Yeah, the and, women are obvious. In and terms and of he looks quite sort of sad. Under de- underdeveloped because you know he is only I think when he takes over he might only yeah. be fourteen or fifteen so he's a skinny kid you know he's a bit of yeah. a runt and that's one of the sort of limitations he has he's also got some really cool different powers like he can camouflage where he can go invisible and he's got like these they've shown that yeah they've shown and, that and they've got these little bioelectrical um, impulses that he can let off and he calls it his sting so like if he gets you in a headlock he can zap you in the neck. And it might knock you out or just really hurt really badly. So that they wanted to make sure that they didn't. No, it's, go, it's cool as it, well, man. Spider-Man, always done those animation, young. animation series where you've got all the various different versions of Spider-Man over the years and stuff. And it's like, 
they've never done that in cinema, you know, and it, this seems like the best way of maybe introducing that. Um, obviously, it's hard to introduce a multiverse without overcomplicating things, and it's obviously got to be related to a, a younger audience as well as slightly older, you know? Yeah, um, and it, it's a good way of doing it. He, he's one of the... We, we've spoken in the past about some of the, the transgressions that Marvel has done where they tried to change too much all at the same time, you know, it was Girl Thor, Girl Iron Man, um, Black Captain America. There's been female Captain America because at one point Sharon Carter takes over. And a lot yeah. of those changes made sense, but a lot of people piled on Marvel saying they were, they were pandering to, to, to pressure because they did them all at the same time. But Miles is one of the changes that's really stuck because it wasn't a change to Spider-Man. It wasn't getting rid of Peter Parker because it was, an alternate version of him, and it just worked. And then they did a brilliant book called Spider-Man, where the two of them actually met. And they've done another one now, I think it was last year, called Spider-Man 2, where they meet again in the normal 616 universe. I think it was at the end of the first book they asked, well, there was a Peter Parker on my Earth. What about the Miles Morales on yours? So I think in the second one, they try and find out like if there's a Miles Morales, if there is, what he does, what he's like. I've I've not read it, but it's meant to be quite good. Yeah. So they've been really faithful to Spider-Man by saying, "Well, this kid isn't Spider-Man. He's just a Spider-Man, one of millions and millions." Like if anyone who watched the Spider-Man animated series, they did a Spider-Verse episode where it was when I forget which season it was. It was the one where they had Madam Web. And the whole season arc was she was training Peter for something. Do you remember? Yeah. And they called in different, I think it was five different versions of him. And you had the one of him where he was running his own tech company and he's got the armored suit. You had the Peter Parker that was just an actor because he only played him on a TV show. And you had the one where he had the extra arms where he'd mutated and he was more spider than man. That was probably 90. 596 and even back then they were looking at the Spider-Verse and it, it's a concept that's been around in comics for decades so it's nice to see them actually properly exploring this on on the big screen the only time we've really seen this was I think Doctor Strange was the first mention of seeing all across the multiverse so that was you know within the last couple of years was the first yeah. MCU you mentioned we've had of it but it's such a stable part of, of comic book uh, history and mythology and it, it's good that they're exploring it because by going into the multiverse you open up millions and billions of new characters lots of them are probably going to be a bit crap and don't translate but they've managed to pick on the one that really really will so I I mean we, we both are massively excited about it aren't we yes like, yeah um, I mean I it's the kind of film that you know, my boy was ready for for homecoming, but this film just looks like made for him. I'm oh yeah, so this is this is going to be so a proper cool. family event. This because it's going to be clean, and with it being animated, you know, any yeah, but any, it might any have a slight edge be... to it in the right ways, you know, because he he enjoyed Infinity War a lot, and he's getting a bit older, and he kind of likes that kind of stuff. So yeah, to me, it just looks ace. Um, I I really love what they've done with it and I'm never going to get to this point in any career because I'm in the wrong bloody career but if I was working on animation uh, you know if it was my job 
this is the kind of thing you'd want to be working on. Do you know what I mean? I look at this and go, yeah, this is the kind of thing I'd want to be involved in as a, as a, as a, as a artist or a, or a, a writer or whatever you were involved in this film, the production. It's, it's just looks, it looks cool. I, I, I love things that look modern. I, I, I have a big admiration for cinema that kind of pushes boundaries. And I think this film, yeah, I think this film's going to be spectacular. And, and, you know, all in all, <coughs> Spider-Man is just going in the right direction, isn't it? We, we've been hugely praising of Tom Holland and we're hugely praising of, of the kind of collaboration that Sony and, and Marvel have managed to do, um, to, to make this all work. And it's hopefully Venom and this, this animation are going to be really good. And we've got a pretty epic sequel to come for Homecoming because as much as I loved Homecoming, you just felt like there is so much more to come from it. It was quite a, limited action film in terms of what they did. Do you know what I mean? It was all about the development of the character from from his Peter Parker side of things more yeah. than anything else. So you, you kind of want to see more of what Spider-Man can do. Um, we got we got Iron Spider, but I think I'd like them to strip it back to being just Spider-Man. Do you know what I mean? Without that in in the in the in the sequel, but you know we'll see. Um, I I've got a feeling when he goes back to it, he will because. I, I, I mean, think it's not quite the same. I, I like that Iron Spider was involved and it made sense with him needing those extra kind of powers for what happened in Infinity War. But I'd like it to go back to the classic classic suit. You know? I, I um, think he will. Because Spider-Man, very much like Iron Man, over his career he, he inherits a huge number of suits for various different things. So it makes sense that when he's just doing his normal street-level stuff, he can wear yeah. his normal... You know, still Stark tech, but the normal fabric suit. Yeah, and then exactly. he, he's got the Iron Spider suit for when it's Avengers time, when it's really world-threatening, global domination, aliens coming through a portal-type level things. Yeah, it's going to be interesting which way they go, and and we don't know anything about it yet. It's 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 quite a a, a product a project that's going to be although we shrouded in mystery. Although we do think Avengers we know we've got a villain. Well, who's the villain? Because I don't know this. Really? Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. as Mysterio? Oh shit, of course we do. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm not sure how Mysterio is going to work, but, but it's, it's, it, Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor. I'm all for him being involved. So yeah, that, that could be damn cool. And it'd be nice to maybe have a slightly unconventional villain in Spider-Man. Exactly had, what I was going to say. We've had all the other ones over and over again. And we don't need Paul Giamatti's Rhino anytime soon. Um, or the Sandman. That was a really bad portrayal in, 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 Number three as well, wasn't it? Spider-Man three. Yeah, um, yeah. There's been a few over the years that. Which is been. weird because Sandman himself isn't. Oh no, he's pretty cool. He's not the worst villain. No, no, no. He's not. But he's they, not they, they've stretch. done Lizard, Doctor Octopus. They've done Green Goblin, Sandman, Venom, Vulture. Rhino. Rhino, Rhino, technically Rhino, although he was literally <laughs> in it for like 37 seconds. It was too long. So it, 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 it if you start breaking down like the the big list of of Spider-Man villains, if you were to look at his top ten, they've probably done three quarters of them now, and one of yeah, the other yeah. ones that they can't really do is Kingpin because Kingpin is now being heavily no, associated I, with I Daredevil. Don't see, I don't see Kingpin happening. And it just it's maybe not the quite the villain that would lead to a, a kind of action film in modern days. Do you know what I mean? It, w- it wouldn't make that much sense. I, c- I couldn't see them doing Hobgoblin because people would get no. confused between Green and Hob. 
Yeah. They, that's they, not I, happen. You know who we forgot? Electro. How could I oh, forget Electro? How could you forget Electro? Do you know, if, do you know who I'd actually pick if they came to me and said, look, Stu, you know, you're this fountain of knowledge, this bastion of brilliant ideas. I, I would actually choose Craven the Hunter because Craven is one of the most interesting Spider-Man villains and he's, he's involved. Craven, in- Craven is the, is one of the characters outside of Mysterio that's never really been portrayed in any way. You know, and it would be interesting. In the, the, uh, the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Really popular in those things, but it's never really been done effectively. So yeah, that's a good shout. It is a good shout. And now with all the information that they've got and all the experience and all the, all the data that they must have now of look, we know what people like. They like villains that have got an emotive backstory. You know, people are more gravitate, people gravitate more towards. Yeah. They they did, they did, they did well with Vulture actually in a lot of ways. You gotta say, um, they they kind of got that right. I I was a bit wary of that because I think Vulture's not one of the best, but they found a way to modernize it. To give it that twist, they, they again, made it work. Yeah. They, they gave him the backstory of. And Keating is terrifying. Yeah, Michael uh, when, when, when 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 bloody hell that that moment when he when he, he realizes it's him, it's just. Oh, yeah, when he's driving in the car and all of a sudden yeah. you see his really shifty eyes going. Oh, you just know, and you just have that moment of but, fear. And but they like, they yeah. took him, they modernized him, and they gave it the little twist where he's a regular working everyday guy. And he's being crushed by the man, by Tony Stark. So yeah. you can see how he becomes the villain. The same way you can see how Killmonger becomes the villain. You can see why Thanos becomes the villain. You can see kind of sometimes why Loki does what he does. It's not just a villain for villain's sake. There's a bit of a, there's a, a legitimate reason. Behind oh yeah. It. It's always more, more effective when they've got motives that aren't just bullshit. Rather than just, media. I'm a bad guy. I'm going to kill a load of people and do a load of things that are going to get the attention of a superhero. So, I mean, Mysterio is a hard one to do because he's going to be so CG heavy. But nowadays, with the technology that we've got, it will be a lot CG easier. CG isn't do it. a massive issue now. I, I think any character it would have been that would have previously to do been this in the Maguire uh, off limits would, wouldn't have worked. But yeah, it's going to be interesting which way they go. Um, have you ever tried showing your lad the Spider-Man um, animated series? We have watched bits on and off. Yeah, um, we have. So it will come back around, I think. So are you a fan we've, of re- it? we've read, yeah, a little bit. He, he changes. He's just a, he's just into gaming at the minute, so it's kind of with kids, man. They jump every five minutes. Spider-Man that, is, is the popular. <laughs> just, Some of us never yeah, grew out of that. Big kids, man. It's just <laughs> oh, look at this, it's shiny. Um, yeah, it's not it shiny doesn't... things. It's colourful things. I grew out of yeah. my shiny phase at thirty-two. Yeah, when you had your I'm, magpie years. I'm, you know? I'm in my colour phase now. I'm um, officially at the same mental age as a toddler. It's, 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 it was bound to happen eventually. It's, yeah. it's, it's only a matter of time. Um, we are rattling on as always. Um, but it's, it's been cool, um, for something we, we, we didn't prepare. This may sound completely unprepared, but to us it sounded okay. Um, well, considering you only pitched the idea on like Monday. Even maybe yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so even, yes. even by our incredibly low standards, this is really, really off the cuff. Yeah, well, it's just it's it's just been a bit hyped, and it was nice to talk about the new new kind of animation trailer, and and obviously the game, and it's a big time for Spider-Man. You know, it is is a big time. I think 
Um, I mean, the, kind the of game, resurgence. The, the game looks filthy. The, the graphics yeah. on it. If you, ha- if you haven't the seen The graphics it, are phenomenal. Go, yeah. go and search on YouTube. Go and search Spider-Man E3. Yeah. And they've got two different game demos. One of them is a full-on level. Uh, well, the beginning of a level from um, the Raft, the Super Prison, where all the the heroes are put on um, at the end of Civil War. And then there's another one where one of the developers is just web-slinging around New York, so you get a real feel for how it looks. Uh, that's what works. everyone wants to do. Yeah. Spidey, that's well, what you want to do. You I, want I to control Spider-Man, you want to swing around New York. That's what everyone wants to do in real life. Do you know it, what I mean? That it's is like the in dream. Batman games, in the Batman yeah. games, even in Arkham Knight, when I had the um, the bat tank, I still yes. preferred to get around the map. Oh, I so much prefer to go out. Yeah. Once you get the hang of the glide, and that shit is addictive. And on yes, this, they've is. got the same way. You shoot yourself up really high, and then you can go into free fall, and you drop like a bullet. But then at the last second, you shoot a line, and you pull yourself away. Yeah, that's what you want, spend man. At least the first hour just seeing how close you can get to the road without <laughs> actually becoming a pizza. Yeah, it's a big year, a big year, and Spider-Man is a big thing for Marvel. You know, it's it's a huge character, and it's going to be the future, really, because, you know, they're going to have to look at these characters moving forward as, as being the key ones when we move out of this phase of MCU and into, into the future. And Spider-Man so. feels to me very much like he's being rejuvenated now, because we're, oh, yeah. we're in, like, our third spider-man phase but now we've got he's got his own films he's folded into part of the mcu and he's getting a video game and he's, he's getting animation, animation they're yeah. really trying to, to get well and villains against spin-offs and all sorts so yeah it's a big deal well yeah I mean, um, there's there's not many other franchises that that could take a villain and give it its own film not well sony any. would find a way <laughs> but yes and if, yes. if anyone tries to mention this apparent Joker film to me, you will be stabbed. Oh, don't. We're not. That's not. That's not for any conversation. It's too late we, at we. night to be this angry. Otherwise, I'm just going yeah, to go upstairs and cry. Do you know what? I, I don't believe outside of Wonder Woman and the ones that actually are being made, like um, uh, what's the guy, the, the big fish, um, Aquaman. Um, outside of those, I, I don't think they're actually making any. They're just all in development it's just bullshit man they don't have a clue what they're doing at the minute it's it's a fucking mess over there i'd say so but that's another conversation um and yeah on that note we will be back at some point with some spontaneous podcasts um quite soon um unless you don't want us to yeah if you've got any ideas as well throw us throw them our way it's it's obviously Ant-Man vs. the Wasp. We may touch upon and do a preview. I think we should because Luis. Yeah. Um, and it looks pretty good. Obviously, coming out in the States quite soon. We're a little bit later. We might also review The Incredibles because why the hell not? Because it looks pretty awesome. Um, and that comes out in July. So it's a superhero film. It's fine. We could do that. It's already um, out, isn't it? It's, not, it's out in the States maybe. We don't get it for a month. I'm not sure if it's um, been properly released or if it's just like the, the press. Yeah, thing, we don't get it for months. I've already seen a couple of late. videos for like no spoiler reviews. Yeah, it's got really good ratings, like as, as good as the original. So it's right. pretty damn cool. So uh, I will be seeing that probably a lot. Well, you'll, uh, you'll be going with the kids, yeah. won't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it'll be a lot of fun. But there's loads of good stuff coming out in summer. And the Wasp is the big release 
Uh, but some good other genre stuff coming out as well. So cool, cool. All right. Um, thank you very much as always, mate. And uh, thanks for everyone listening. And we will be back with you soon. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.